as promised, the Pied Piper of Hamelin. Hamelin Towns in Brunswick by famous Hanover City. The River Wesser, deep and wide, washes its walls on the southern side. A pleasanter spot you've never spied. But when begins my ditty, almost five hundred years ago, to see the townsfolk suffer so from vermin was a pity. Rats, they fought the dogs and killed the cats, and bit the babies in the cradles, and ate the cheeses out of the vats, and licked the soup from the cook's own ladles. Split open the kegs of salted sprats, made nests inside men's Sunday hats, and even spoiled the woman's hats by drowning their speaking with shrieking and speaking and squeaking in fifty different sharps and flats. At last the people in a body to the town hall came flocking. "'Tis clear, cried they, our mayor's a naughty, and as for our corporation, shocking. To think we buy gowns lined with ermine, for dotes that can't or won't determine what's best to rid us of our vermin. You hope because you're old and obese to find the fury civic robies. Rouse up, sirs, give your brains a rackin' to find the remedy we're lacking, or sure as fates will send you packin'. At this, the mayor and corporation quaked with a mighty consternation. An hour they sat in council, at length, the mayor broke silence. For a gilder, I'd my ermine gown sell. I wish I were a mile hence. It's easy to bid one's rack one's brain. I'm sure my poor head aches again. I've scratched it so and all in vain. Oh, for a trap, a trap, a trap. Just as he said this, what should hap? At a chamber door, but a gentle rap. Bless us, cried the mayor. What's that? With the corporation, as he sat, looking little though, wondrous fat. No brighter was his eye, nor moister, than a too long opened oyster, save when at noon his paunch grew mutinous, for a plate of turtle green and glutinous. Only a scrapping of shoes on a mat, anything like. The sound of a rat makes my heart go pit-a-pat. Come in, the mayor cried, looking bigger, and in did come the strangest figure. His queer long coat, from heel to head, was half of yellow and half of red. And he himself was tall and thin, with sharp eyes blue, each like a pen. And light loose hair, yet swarthy skin, no tuft on cheek, nor beard on chin. But lips were smiles went out and in, there was no guessing his kith and kin, and nobody could enough admire the tall man in his quaint attire. Quoth one, it's as if my great-grandsire, starting up at the trump of doom's tune, had walked this way from his painted tombstone. He advanced to the council table, and please, your honours, he said, I'm able, by means of a secret charm to draw all creatures living beneath the sun, that crept 
or swim or fly or run after me so as you've never saw. And I chiefly use my charm on creatures that do people harm, the mole, the toad, and newts and viper, and people call me the Pied Piper. And here they noticed round his neck a scarf of red and yellow stripe to match with his coats of the same self-check, and at the scarf's end hung a pipe. And his fingers, they noticed, were ever straying, as if impotent, <laughs> as if impatient to be playing upon his pipe as low it dangled over his vesture so old-fangled. Yet, said he, poor piper as I am, in Tartary I freed the cham. Last June, from his huge swarms of knots, I eased in Asia the Nizam of a monstrous brood of vampire bats, and, as for what your brain bewilders, if I can rid your town of rats, will you give me a thousand guilders? One, fifty thousand, was the exclamation of the astonished mayor and corporation. In the street, the piper stepped, smiling first a little smile, as if he knew what magic slept in his quite, in his quiet pipe the while. Then, like a musical adept, to blow the pipe his lips he wrinkled, and green and blue his sharp eyes twinkled, like a candle flame, or salt is sprinkled. And ere three shrill notes the pipe uttered, you heard as if an army muttered, and a muttering grew to a grumbling, and a grumbling grew to a mighty rumbling, and out of the houses rats came tumbling. Great rats, small rats, lean rats, brawny rats, brown rats, black rats, gray rats, tawny rats, grave old plotters, gay young friskers, fathers, mutters, uncles, cousins, cocking tails and pricking whiskers, families by tens and dozens, brothers, sisters, husbands, wives, followed the piper for their lives. From street to street he piped advancing, and step for step they followed dancing, until they came to the river resser, wherever, wherein all plunged and perished, save one who stout as Julius Caesar, swam across and lived to carry on, as he, as demands, Mm. as the manuscript he cherished. To Ratland, home his commentary, which was, at the first shrill notes of the pipe, I heard a sound as of scraping tripe and putting apples, wondrous tripe, into a cedar press's gripe, and a moving away of pickle tub boards and a leaving a jar of conserve cupboards and a drawing the corks of train oil flasks and breaking the hoops of butter casks. And it seemed as if a voice, sweeter far than by harp or by psaltery, was breathed, called out, O oh, rats, rejoice! The world is grown to one vast dry psaltery. So munch on, crunch on, take your nunch on, breakfast, supper, dinner, luncheon and just as bulky sugar punchin. Already staved like a great sun shone, glorious scarce an inch before me, just as me taught 
is said. Come bore me, I found the wesser rolling over me. You should have heard the Hamlin people ringing the bells till they rocked the steeple. Go, cried the mayor, and get long poles, poke out the nests, block up the holes. Consult with carpenters and builders, and leave in our town not even a trace of the rats. When suddenly up the face of the piper perked in the marketplace, with well, a first, if you please, my thousand guilders. A thousand guilders, the mayor looked blue. So did the corporation, too. For council dinners made rare havoc with Claret, Moselle, Vendegravhock. <laughs> if you heard that last part, fuck. <laughs> and half the money would replenish their cellars' biggest but with Rhenish, to pay this sum to a wandering fellow with a gypsy coat of red and yellow. Beside, quoth the mayor with a knowing wink, our business was done at the river's brink. We saw with our eyes the vermin sink, and what's dead can't come to life, I think. So, friend, we're not the folks to shrink from the duty of giving you something to drink. And a matter of money to put in your poke, but, as for the guilders, what we spoke of them, as you surely well know, was in joke. Besides, our losses have made us thrifty. A thousand guilders. Come, take fifty. So up until this point, um, you have the town of Hamlin has a problem with rats, and they're everywhere. And it's to the point where they don't know what to do. Next thing you know, here comes a guy that doesn't look um, super healthy. Tall, thin, swarthy skin. Um, and he says something that they don't, they, they can't comprehend that he would be able to get rid of all the rats. Just one guy. And so he asks for money. Um, large amount, and they uh, they say, okay. In fact, if you heard me point out that um, he said, yet, said he, poor piper as I am, and tartary, I freed the cham. So he mention, mentions tartary. Um, again, this happened uh, well over 500 years ago. And as I spoke about Tartary, or uh, Tartaria, so T-A-R-T-A-R-Y, or T-A-R-T-A-R-Y-T-A-R-I-E, R-I, what? T-A-R-T-A-R-I-A, is supposedly the world um, a couple hundred years ago that was whitewashed. Now, I have not heard a reason why it would have been whitewashed. However, there's an argument of why there's so many um, Colosseum-like structures that are everywhere. I mean, from the the um, architecture of the outsides to the insides, um, and arguing why there would be anything like that in South America anywhere, Africa, um, Asia, things like that all over the world. I mean, I don't know if it... I, again, I haven't looked too far into it. 
just far enough of the examples um, given. And none of this really caught my eye too much. I mean, I, I would watch it and think kind of much like uh, the the flat earth stuff. Um, and I don't know if I mentioned my flat earth um, argument that's hard to argue away, which would be the stars in the sky are always the same and have been for forever. If we're rotating around the sun, at some point you're not going to see the same stars in the sky. There's no way the stars would change, especially if we're on the other side of the sun from 180 days ago. Anyway, so up until this point, so what he does is he goes out and he plays his pipe and he gets all of the rats to follow him and he leads them into the river, Wesser, and they die. They drowned, except for one that he says is stout as Julius Caesar. He swam across and lived to carry as he, the manuscript, he cherished. I don't know what that means. So one made it. And that'll be uh, somewhat important here in a bit. Um, let's see, where did we leave off? Come take 50. So now they're basically screwing him out of, of his money that they promised him and only offered him a drink. Offered him a drink and 50 guilders as opposed to 1,000. So to carry on, the piper's face fell and he cried, No trifling, I can't wait, beside, I've promised to visit by dinner time, Baghdad, and accept a prime of the head cook's pottage, all he's rich in, for having left in a caliph's kitchen, of a nest of scorpions, no survivor, with him I proved no bargain driver, which you don't think I'll bait a stiver. And folks who put me in a passion may find me pipe after another fashion. How, cried the mayor, die, think I'll brook, being worse treated than a cook, insulted by a lazy ribald, with idle pipe and vesture piebald. You threaten us, fellow, do your worst, blow your pipe, dare till you burst. Once more he stepped into the street, and to his lips again laid his long pipe of smooth, straight cane, and ere he blew tree notes, such sweet, soft notes as yet musicians' cunning never gave the entraptured air. There was a rustling that seemed like a bustling of merry crowds jostling at pitching and hustling. Small feet were pattering, wooden shoes clattering, little hands clapping, and little tongues chattering. And like fowls in a farmyard, when barley is scattering, out came the children running, all the little boys and girls, with rosy cheeks and flaxen curls, and sparkling eyes and teeth like pearls, tripping and skipping, ran merrily after the wonderful music with shouting and laughter. The mayor was dumb, and the council stood, as if they were changing into blocks of wood, unable to move a step or cry, 
to the children merrily skipping by, and could only follow with the eye. That joyous crowd at the piper's back, but how the mare was on the rack, and the wretched council's bosom beat as the piper turned from the high street to where the wesser rolled its waters. Right in the way of their sons and daughters, however, he turned from south to west, and to Coppelberg Hill his steps addressed, and after him the children pressed, great was the joy in every breast. He never came, he never can cross that mighty top, he's forced to let the piping drop, and we shall see our children stop, when lo, as they reach the mountainside, a wondrous portal opened wide, as if a cave was suddenly hollowed, and a piper advanced, and the children followed. And when all, and when all were in, to the very last, the door in the mountain side shut fast. Did I say all? No. One was lame, and could not dance the whole way of the way. What? The whole way? Mm and could not dance the whole of the way. And in after years, if you would blame his sadness, he was used to say, it's dull in our town since my playmate left. I can't forget that I'm bereft of all the pleasant sights they see, which the piper also promised me. For he led us, he said, to a joyous land, joining the town and just at hand. Where waters gushed, and fruit trees grew, and flowers put forth a fairer hue, and everything was strange and new. The sparrows were brighter than peacocks there, and their dogs outran our fallow deer, and honeybees had lost their stings, and horses were born with eagle's wings. And just as I became assured, my lame foot would be speedily cured. The music stopped and I stood still, and found myself outside the hill, left alone against my will, to go now limping as before, and never hear of that country more. Alas, alas, for Hamelin, there came into many a burgher's pate, a text which says that heaven gate opens to the rich as easy rate as the needle's eye takes a camel in. The mayor sent east, west, north, and south to offer the piper by word of mouth wherever it was men's lot to find him silver and gold to his heart's content. If he'd only returned the way he went and bring the children behind him but when they saw "'Twas a lost endeavor, and piper and dancers were gone forever. "'They made a decree that lawyers never should think their records dated duly. "'If, after the day of the month and year, these words did not as well appear, "'and so long after what happened here on the 22nd of July, 1376, "'and a better in memory to fix the place of the children's last retreat. They called it the Pied Piper Street. 
where anyone playing on pipe or tabor was sure for the future to lose his labor. Nor suffer day, holstery, or tavern to shock with mirth a street so solemn. But opposite the place of the cabin, they wrote a story on a column, and on the great church window painted, the same to make the world acquainted how their children were stolen away. And there it stands to this very day. And I must not omit to say that in Transylvania there's a tribe of alien people who ascribe the outlandish ways and dress on which their neighbors lay such stress to find fathers and mothers having risen out of some subterraneous prison into which they were trepanned long ago in a mighty band out of Hamlin town in Brunswick land but how or why, they don't understand. So, Willie, let you and me be wipers. Of scores out with all men, especially pipers, and whether they pipe us free from rats or from mice, if we've promised them aught, let us keep our promise. Robert Browning. And so, to go back just a little more, So what the piper did, oh, he warned him, pay me or else um, I'm going to go after another fashion. And the mayor called his bluff, and he wasn't bluffing. He stepped out in the street, played a different tune on his pipe, and here came the children. And the children were very happy to go. They were laughing and clapping hands and shouting and singing. And what happened was all the adults were stuck, petrified, literally, well, almost literally. Um, yeah, I think I fucked up literally. Anyway, all they could do was look. They couldn't talk. They couldn't scream. They couldn't run. They couldn't do anything except for watch as their kids went with this piper who was playing a tune. And the thing that gets me about that is at one point they kind of do that thing that I think all of us do, which is um, in the in this situation, in a bad situation, um, you may think that there's a chance, right? That something happens and you, and you uh, relax a bit because you think, oh, you know, that this thing's going to happen or that thing's going to happen and it's going to make it all better. And they did that because they saw that he was leading them to a mountain that they couldn't climb. And um, apparently it was a pretty large mountain, which they called a hill to Koppelberg Hill, that they couldn't go around. And so he must stop playing and then the kids would come back. Well, it didn't happen. And the, the interesting thing is that they talked about a wondrous portal opened wide, as if, as if a cavern was suddenly hollowed. The portal thing is what, what sticks out to me. Because I don't know if back then a portal or an idea of a portal was that well known where you could write about it. Now, given... Um, Robert Browning um, may have introduced that, but from what I understand is that this this uh, poem is just as old as, uh, nearly just as old as the story, or as the uh, what the not rumor, the um, yeah the story of of this going on. So the the portal kind of sticks out to me. Not that it's the biggest thing in the world, but 
Um, the next thing that, that bothers me is, is what the kids were saying. Or at least what the one kid was saying. The one lame kid who couldn't go. Um, because he was lame and it shut before he could get there. Where he would then tell you um, what... So the piper never said any words. He never talked to the kids. He just played a tune. And this goes into um, the idea of vibrations. And if you've heard me talk about um, hearing the voice of God, and it's not like me talking to you right now. It's something far different. Um, It was an understanding that when I passed through the doors of the church, I felt... I not only felt, but I also understood. So when somebody tells, well, maybe more so when when you're hearing somebody explain something and then it clicks in your head and it's a, an absolute understanding, imagine multiplying that by, by, I don't even know what you can multiply it by in order, because I've never understood something so well. And it's kind of the same in this. He's He's essentially vibrating and a tune is coming out in which the children understand this tune. And, and that's what this kid's saying is that he promised them something. Um, I can't forget that I'm bereft of all the pleasant sights they see, which the piper also promised me. For he led us, he said, to a joyous land, joining the town and just at hand, where waters gushed. Again, this is all coming through his, his notes that he played for him. Where waters gushed and fruit trees grew and flowers put forth a fair hue and everything was strange and new. The sparrows were brighter than peacocks here and their dogs outran our fallow deer. And honey bees had lost their stings and horses were born with eagle's wings. And just as I become assured, my lame foot would speedily be cured. So he even promised. So he's making it out like it's it's paradise, it's heaven. Where... Uh, the lamb and the lion can sit next to each other. The babe and the, the serpent can s- sit next to each other and the serpent won't hurt the baby. Um, so he promised all of them that. Um, and, I, I, and, and what Owen Benjamin talks about is uh, sorcery. Well, he calls it sorcery. Um, I think it's sorcery. God, did I forget what, he, what the word is that he used again? I think it's sorcery. In, in which it's how you tell somebody something that will kind of make them think make them think the way that you want but you may be meeting something else and then so that happened to these kids right took them away now this is a story i understand but so we stole these kids and took them into this portal that shut down and this other kids telling you he promised us everything good you know i would be cured all of these great things but then, um, and that happened in what they say on the 22nd of July, 1376. Now, from what I understand is that the story actually happened a little bit later than that. Um, I guess it's around the early 1400s that it happened. Also, I don't know about this, so they say... In this, they wrote a story on a column and on the great church window painted. The church window is still around. The church window is there. I don't know about the story on the column, though. However, 
um, the guy in this telling the story, I don't know if it's Robert Browning or who, um, says that in Transylvania, and we know about Transylvania, Transylvania with, um, oh, fuck, how can I forget this one? Uh, Count Dracula. Transylvania, there's a tribe of alien people who ascribe the outlandish ways and dress on which their neighbors lay such stress. So I don't know who they're talking about there. Maybe you might, and I'm just not understanding it right, but of an alien people. So you have an alien people, but then they also talk about um, their neighbors. So I don't know if they're talking about the alien people or the neighbors when they say lay such stress, on which their neighbors lay such stress. And then it says to their fathers and mothers. So on which their neighbors lay such stress, to their fathers and mothers have risen. So it must not be the aliens, but the neighbors. The neighbors lay such stress to their fathers and mothers. So the neighbors are talking about their fathers and mothers. I don't know why they're talking about aliens earlier. Which obviously means just people that aren't um, native to whatever land. On which their neighbors lay such stress to their fathers and mothers having risen out of some subterraneous prison. So he promised them something nice through the tune, through the vibrations that he was giving them. You've heard that song, Good Vibrations, and oftentimes makes me think of that. But anyway, um, to their fathers and mothers have, having risen out of some subterraneous prison into which they were trepanned. If you don't know what trepan means, it's basically like, uh, shit, what's that thing where they, um, they cut into your, the, the, frontal, uh, the frontal lobe of your brain? A lobotomy. So that's what trepan means. It's cutting into your lobotomy. When you fuck with the frontal lobe... You're, front, you're fucking with somebody's um, personality. It fucks up their personality. And I don't know if it also messes... I don't think it messes with their creativity because I think that comes from your pineal gland. Your pineal gland. Um, but anyway, into which they were trepanned long ago in a mighty band. Long ago... So the band is, is not like a musical band but like a group of people, like a caravan. Long ago in a mighty band out of Hamlin Town in Brunswick Land. So these are those kids. So it's saying, essentially kind of insinuating that this is, these are the kids that were taken out of, the, out of Hamlin Town in Brunswick Land. But how or why they don't understand. Well, of course they're not going to if they were trepanned um, because it, it would fuck with their, any of their memories. And then he goes on to basically say you better pay the Pied Piper, which is where most of us have heard about the Pied Piper. Um, Eminem has it in his song. Now, there's something to be said there about conspiracy theories and, and what the uh, the mainstream entertainment industry does with all of the eyes of Ra and the triangles or the pyramids, all of the Egyptian and Freemason uh, symbolism in everything that they use. Um, and so, in, in uh, Marshall Mathers or Eminem has been... Uh, known to have a lot of that shit in his in his music videos, in the clothes that he wears, and uh, even in his lyrics, um, talking about he talks about the devil all the time. Uh, the dude from the channel, a call for an uprising, he points this out all the time. He has all I mean every basically every mainstream new video that comes out, music video, he'll take it and dissect it and show you how they're constantly using these things. And he makes the argument that if they don't believe in God or the devil or anything, why do they talk about them so much? And that's a pretty damn good point. 
if I didn't believe in the the um, in unicorns, I'm not going to talk about unicorns. I rarely talk about unicorns. I mean, I have a daughter, and um, we it, it really never comes up. So anyway, um, but Marshall Mathers, what song is it that he has that in? You better you best pay the Pied Piper. Anyway, if you know if you know any of his music, you've probably heard the same thing. So this is a very interesting poem, especially being that it was written about 500 years ago. Now, I'm not saying that Robert Browning wrote it. Quite frankly, I don't know who Robert Browning is, but let's go ahead. Well, I have my handy-dandy computer here. Bring that bad boy up. I'm look and see who Robert Browning is. Robert Browning is a... Um... Oh, fuck. No, I'm good. Oops. Browning, Robert Browning is like a uh, an author, and that's uh, especially a poet that's that's lived within the past couple of years. Sorry, past couple, like, I don't know, 100 years or so. It could be that he took the story and maybe even dramatized it some and put it together here for a children's book. But from what I understand is that this... Um, Robert Browning. This poem has been around... Um, for a very, very long time. Oh, he died in December 12th, 1889. Venice, Italy. Blah, 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 blah. Foremost Victorian poets. Victoria. That would have been a nice time to live around. Check some shit out. Could have came over to the States. Played in the wild, wild west. That would have been a seriously fun time to, to live. Maybe. Sort of. No health insurance, that's for sure. Anywho, um, but even then, like I was starting to say, is that this poem, let me fucking write that, bring that up, Pied Piper, and yes, for anybody that's gotten this on Facebook, I fucked up the spelling of Pied Piper. I spelled it P-E-I, because for some dumbass reason, that's what I thought was, uh, um, that's how they spelled it, kind of like how they spell color in uh, in Canada as C O L O U R. How fucking retarded do you have to be? I understand that that's how they spell it. Whatever. Is the poem the Pied Piper of Hamelin? And so, uh, uh, also, and I think I might have mentioned this last time. That uh, Transylvania is hundreds of miles away from Hamelin, but that the all these places do exist. And I guess basically what I'm saying is is that I guess to come from it from having first. Now I think I read this poem first to my daughter as I was reading through all the poems and I found out that reading poems to him because of the, the rhyme scheme and um, and also having a deeper voice than my wife tends to make my daughter go to sleep pretty quick, which was cool. But then I got to this and I read it and I didn't really notice it at first. I just read through the whole thing. I just noticed it was the longest poem in this entire book. And then I started watching a couple of these videos on uh, Tartary or tar Tartaria. And then I, I, I saw... 
then the next time I wrote, read the poem and I saw it in there, I was like, holy fuck. And, um, and then started kind of putting it all together. And, I mean, to this day, I haven't been somewhat busy and haven't really been able to take the time to find out exactly uh, what's going on, what, what this could mean. And by any research that I've done so far, I have not found um, too many people picking up on this. I mean, so, uh, plenty of people know about uh, Tartary, but uh, to put the two together, I've, I've, I think I'm the only one that's, that I can find so far. Not that I'm special, but that I can find so far that's, that's putting these two things together, and I'd like to know more about it. So maybe you guys might be able to find something. And if you do, get a hold of me either on Twitter either on uh, Facebook, or you can email me at M as in Mary, E as in Edward, TV, like the TV, so METV1105 at Gmail. Just email me through that, or uh, get on, get at me on Twitter, jmurchada, J-M-U-R-C-H-A-D-H-A, or John Omurchada, that's O-M-U-R-C-H-A-D-H-A, um, on Facebook, and let me know what you found. Hopefully, you enjoyed this. I'll give you uh, a little gift in the in the Irish accents that I said it with. Figured it was suiting. Um, and let me know what you found. Be accountable. Be responsible. Don't be a liberal.